You're listening to Walking in Beauty, a podcast sharing the stories of forest yoga teachers all over the world. Episode 3. Welcome to Walking in Beauty. We're your hosts, the Volcanoes. Volcanoes. We're a married couple currently on a traveling yoga adventure in the UK and Europe. Over the last few years, we've met so many fascinating forest yoga teachers from all over the place, and they all have these amazing stories. It's been a privilege to get to know all of you. Your stories have been an inspiration that we want to share with others. We've been toying with this idea for a while now, and a few months ago when we first started this adventure, we were in this really beautiful park in Paris. We had just eaten that ice cream that looks like a flower. Yeah, with a macaroon in the middle. It was delicious. So we went to a park, and we pulled out the tarot cards, looking for a little bit of direction on where to put our energy after closing our studio. Yeah, and we asked them about this idea. And there was just a resounding yes. Yes, you need to make this podcast. When we got to Scotland, I started the groundwork of gathering the questions and asking all of you what you wanted to know about everyone else in the tribe. So a few weeks later, we were in Scotland, and I got the inspiration one day to just make the first episode. I went out to the music store, and lo and behold, there was a podcaster's microphone set up just waiting there for me, and I bought it. So that's where the inspiration of this podcast comes from. In this week's episode, we're interviewing Laura Blair Irwin. Laura is a somatic psychotherapist in Boulder, Colorado. In this interview, Laura shares with us her experience integrating the techniques and tools from forest yoga into her somatic psychotherapy practice. She'll also be telling the story of how she transformed her experience with Lyme disease into a healing lesson. Hi, Laura. Welcome to Walking in Beauty. Hi. It's great to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Let's get started. Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself. When did you do your teacher trainings for forest yoga? I, that's a good question. It was the month of October of, I guess it was 2014. I was in Houston. So really humid, really sweaty, cool. really good. Where do you teach now? I don't, actually. Most of my experience with forest yoga comes through my psychotherapy practice and my individual work with people. So I don't teach a traditional class at a yoga studio where people show up for an hour and a half and go through a sequence with me. Instead, I actually bring in the breath and a lot of the kind of more emotional forest yoga teachings in a one-on-one -on -one setting. And sometimes I have people do physical things, you know, through our, through our psychotherapy work together. Sometimes I'm, you know, hands-down therapy and inversion therapy and stuff like that. But cool. Do you use any of the forest yoga breath work in your therapy practice? I do. Yeah. A lot of the time because, you know, with somatic psychotherapy, which is just body-based psychotherapy, um, people really need the breath. You know, it's like, you, you know this, right? If you're crunching your diaphragm and kind of folding forward in your chair, it's like, it's pretty easy to feel depressed and not have access to your brilliance, your intelligence, your creativity. And those are the kinds of the parts of ourselves that we really need to rely on in order to go into a healing space. 
So lots of breath work. And how did you get introduced to force yoga? Oh, this is a story. <laughs> so I used to live in downtown Chicago. Us too. Did you really? Not, yeah. down, not downtown. We lived in well, Logan Square. We lived Wicker in Park. Wicker Park. We lived, we lived everywhere in Chicago for eight years. I lived in Boston for most of the time. I was for like eight years I was there. Oh, wow. wow. That's Yay, cool. Chicago. Yay. So I had been piddling around with a couple of other forms of yoga for a little while and you know, kind of wasn't super devoted, but maybe I'd been doing yoga for about a year when I found forest yoga. And the very first time I went to a forest yoga class, oh, I spent the entire class just raging inside myself against the teacher, just like every expletive. Where and who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was at a place called Moksha. Do you guys know Moksha? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was at Moksha Yoga and it was Steve Emmerman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a back, way back. I had a few guesses. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... My first forest yoga class was with Talia. Oh, was it really? Yeah. <laughs> Mine, too. That's... Also, I was just sobbing the whole time and cursing her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like... You know what's so fascinating about it is that I was so pissed off, but there was zero part of me that was recognizing that what was happening was that I was actually just accessing the anger that lives inside my cell tissue and that it had nothing to do with the teacher. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I didn't get that at that point. You know, at this point, I'm like, what? I was 23, maybe Mm -hmm. something. You know, I was like brand new. I was like all sparkly, Um, but not sparkly inside. So... Anyway, so I went to that class, and luckily I didn't know that it was forest yoga. I didn't know that was the, the name of it, and but I swore it off. I was like, never again. I will never do this again. And um, But I didn't know that it was forest yoga. So it must have been probably another year until I found myself. It was either in his class or in Talia's class. And, and it was like halfway through the class, I was like, oh, this is that thing that I did that time that was so awful, but I, but I was ready for it. And it was sort of like, you know, I went up to him after class and I asked, like, are there other forest yoga teacher? What, what is this? And he said it was forest yoga. And I said, are there other teachers? And he told me about Talia and I started going to her class. And, um, you know, it was like, it's been only forest yoga since then, my, my true love. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about whether what other healing tools or practices you have. I'm pretty eclectic, you know. I'm I'm trained as a somatic psychotherapist, and um, so in the kind of somatic psychotherapy that I do, which is it's a little bit of a mixture of um, a modality that's called integrative body psychotherapy, integrative somatic psychotherapy, um, somatic experiencing. There's, um, there's an energy work component to it. I do a little bit of work that's a little bit like um, gestalt. There's, gosh, it's, it's really a mix. There's also a modality that I use called circling, which is a relational meditation. Um, but mostly, to be totally honest, it's like, you know, I have all the clinical tools. Like, I've kind of gone through all the trainings and have the different tools to use, but mostly at this point, what I do is I kind of sit back, I breathe, I activate my feet and I use my intuition Mm. and it works. (laughs) 
So it sounds like you need a really strong connection to your intuition when you're doing your work. Mm -hmm. How do you keep that connection strong? Mm. You know, forest yoga every day. Every freaking day. You know, and I've organized my schedule such that that's, that's what I do first thing in the morning. You know, it's like I wake up, I take care of my animals, I drink my hot lemon water, I have a quick breakfast, and then it's on the mat, like non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Now, did it take you a while to develop that daily practice at home? Oh my God, forever. It took so long. It took so long. Can you tell us more about that process? Well, you know, it's not just that it took so long for me to like massage my schedule appropriately for myself. It's more like it took me so long before I finally got to the place where I was like, Lara, taking care of yourself is not an option. Like taking care of yourself is not, not an option. It's not a, um, it's not negotiable. It's not optional. Yes. Yes. And you know, it's like, I teach this stuff and, and so do you guys. And boy, I had to learn it through like, you know, scheduling my practice into a small little window and then having it feel like crunchy and like I'm not paying attention and you know I had to do that for a couple years before I was like okay this doesn't work and then I had to um go through the denial of like oh maybe like I don't really need to practice every day maybe I just need to practice a you know once a week or a couple times a week and you know, and then doing that and feeling all the cobwebs in my body and then seeing that like, wow, I'm not a very good um, partner, friend, therapist, whatever, when that's the way I'm treating myself and my practice as if it's like something that I can just kind of, you know, shove off into the corner, um, you know, like, like something I don't care about that much. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't work for me when I do that. So it sounds like you have all of these tools from your psychotherapy practice, how do you use them in your own practice daily? I love that question. Yeah, so, so I sort of wish that everybody who goes through the forest yoga teacher training could also be a somatic psychotherapist because like I was, when I was at the teacher training, I was like freaking out. I was like, so forest yoga is somatic psychotherapy on the mat. This is the most genius thing I've ever experienced. Forest yoga literally is like the best technology I know. It is so incredible. So clearly I'm passionate, but, but yeah, you know, that's, that's what it is. So when I'm on the mat, the juiciest times for me, the unbelievable, like the things that keep me coming back every single day are when I find something inside myself that's, it's like, it's inside me. I should know that it's there, but I don't even know that it's there. It's like when I find a place to breathe into that I'm like, oh my God, I forgot that I even had an inner groan. Whoa, this is what it feels like, you know? So it's like when the dial gets turned up on my ability to feel nuance inside myself. And sometimes that nuance is locating a muscle or a bone or a place that I previously couldn't get my breath into. And sometimes it's 
being able to feel my immune system light up or being able to find inside myself the place where my joy is clogged, you know? So, so for instance, if you found a place in your body where your joy was clogged, what would you do to unclog it? <laughs> well, usually the way that it works for me is that there's only one breath in between me realizing that something is clogged and it freeing itself because I'm, I'm breathing and realizing in the moment that it's ready to move. Lara, <laughs> what has been your favorite experience with any forest yoga teacher or guardian? Well, I'm in love with Cheryl Deer. I just have to say, I just adore her and her teaching style speaks really deeply to me. And thank God she's only an hour away in Denver. So I get to go visit her. So, so I do, I practice with her every Saturday. She has a two hour class, which I adore and love. And gosh, I think it's maybe two years ago now. Um, I had the really great privilege. I just, I feel so blessed that she agreed to do it, but I had this idea for a workshop series that I had created this body of work and um, <clears throat> wanted to bring it. And I wanted her to be the teacher that I brought it with. So I got to do this, this four part um, half day workshop series with her that was called the yoga of love. And it was where I got to do a teaching piece around the somatic markers, you know, so the body experience of what helps us be in a, in a place where we can create healthy relationships in our lives. Because of course, since forest yoga is so incredibly brilliant, this is, um, it's, it's got everything inside it that it needs to be able to heal relationship patterns and our blueprints and our nervous system and the ways that we're wired to connect. Mm. And there's a lot of work on this. You could look it up. It's called attachment theory. And, um, it's really, really fascinating. Like all the ways that our nervous system is encoded to relate to others. And a lot of it is not so healthy sometimes. Mm. And it has a lot to do with our earliest imprints of our experiences of attaching and bonding with our primary caregivers. And so anyway, I put that all together and was like, Oh, I can do a teaching that walks through the different pieces of how this lives inside people's bodies and help educate them so that they can see some of these relationship patterns at work. And then we can do a yoga practice that this, where this is the theme, you know, so that where there's, you know, intention around unwinding these patterns from your cell tissue. And so I got to do that with Cheryl Deere and got to kind of be behind the scenes with her in terms of like how she creates her classes and um, how she teaches. And it was structured where like I was up at the front of the room drawing on the mirror and, you know, kind of going through the explanation and the teaching of all of these different dynamics. And then she brought it into the theme and got people on the mat and people had these massive breakthroughs. I mean, the, the, this is what's so exciting about the power of forest yoga is you can use it in so many different ways and it just works, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So are you and Cheryl, do you going to take the show on the road? Cause I really want to take this class. That has actually been a part of my vision 
is to take it, um, it could go to the yoga festivals, taking it to some of the different forest yoga communities around the world. That would be really fun for me because these are, these are teachings, you guys, that it's like, it drives me crazy. I don't know why we're learning what we're learning in schools these days, because as far as I'm concerned, how to relate and how to do relationship in ways that are nourishing and healthy and help us get through life. It's like, that's so important and it isn't being taught. What trauma have you completely transformed and what has made that possible? <laughs> oh, you want me to get vulnerable? <laughs> no, not at all. Just kidding. This isn't a forest yoga podcast. <laughs> no, no. That's not why we're here. Can you tell us more about the work you did with Anna around your Lyme disease? Yeah. Yeah, I can. <laughs> This is an intense, a little bit of an intense story. So about a year and a half ago, I was on retreat with Anna. Um, she had a retreat called Ignite Your Brilliance that took place in Northern California. And while I was there, unbeknownst to me, I was bit by a tick. Now, here's the, here's the fascinating thing about this experience is that I was, so we were, I, it was a week-long retreat. And we, you know, we were practicing two practices a day, every day. And, um, on right in the middle of the retreat, we were having a sweat lodge. And so I was doing a sweat lodge that evening. And so that meant that that day I was out on the land fasting and praying and preparing for the lodge. And that's the day actually that I believe I was bit by the tick and I never found a tick and I didn't know. Um, so so here's, you know, that day while I was fasting and I was out on the land, I was preparing because you know how there's a way where when you want something in your life, you can kind of like pray for it in this way that's like, oh, yes, I'm having this prayer for this thing. And then there's other times in your life where you're like, okay, I am turning towards this sucker. Like I am like really going into this prayer. And that was what I was doing that day. I was like preparing. There's this big prayer. And I'm not going to share that part, but there's this big prayer that I have for my life that I've prayed many times, but not in a way where all of me is behind it. So I put all of me behind this prayer and I went into this lodge and I was shaking. You know, I was, I was with, with the intensity of like, wow, I'm turning towards this prayer. Like that's a really intense thing for my life. And so I went into the lodge and prayed my heart out and I woke up sick the next day and so I didn't know that I had been bit by a tick I didn't know that I had Lyme disease Babesia and Bartonella because of course the ticks nowadays that are infected with Lyme disease also give you lots of other fun diseases too so I didn't know any of that but um but I just thought you know like I had the flu or I had a cold or something like that and I thought oh great my prayer is working you know, because when you do like a big life-changing prayer, it's not rare to kind of have a cleansing experience, you know, get sick, something like that. So, yeah. So I, um, and then I got sicker and then I got sicker and then, and then I was sick for like two weeks and, you know, eventually I kind of, I got diagnosed seven weeks after I was infected, but even when I was first diagnosed, 
this is this is the grace of this story. It's like of of all the suffering that I've been through over the you know the last year and a half, the the absolute grace of this story is that because it happened the way it happened, I have never had any question about the spiritual significance of this illness. Never. You know, and I haven't understood the details of why Lyme disease was an answer to my prayer and how. And I'll tell you that, you know, the, the symptoms that I went through um, and at some point, well, to some degree, I'm still going through, although I feel way better. I've been through a massive healing experience, but um, it's been extraordinarily difficult. And so my forest yoga tools, like what part of this asking, what part of this can I do? Breathing deeply activating my feet, you know, Lyme disease has a, can have a pretty significant, um, mental illness component to it. Like it's really easy to feel crazy, you know? So there were certainly times where I would, you know, cry hysterically for six hours and couldn't stop, you know, or times when I was so, there was so much fear and anxiety because it's a physiological anxiety, not a content driven anxiety, but running so much of it running through my system where I would be petrified that actually I had cancer and was dying, you know, mm. and for hours I would believe that at a stretch, you know, and so plus the, you know, the physical symptoms and the pain and the nausea and the dizziness and all those pieces. So, um, you know, being, having a forest yoga practice has, has been extraordinarily useful during those times. Um, number one, because sweating really helps clear out and detox and it helps actually kill the bugs, um, in your system and then feel vibrant in the face of the die off experience, you know, but, um, it's been intense and I continue to work with it, but I honestly think that the thing that makes, you know, I, I define trauma as an experience that we have that is more intense than what we're able to stay present in our bodies with. And so I would say most of my experience throughout this illness has certainly it's been a traumatic experience and there have been times that I haven't been able to stay present with it because it's actually just been more than I could handle. Um, Mm -hmm. But what has helped it not, you know, solidify in my system as a trauma um, has been my willingness to work with it rather than fight against it. It sounds like your prayer in the, sweat lodge and before the sweat lodge brought on the Lyme Lyme disease and the Lyme disease has helped you uncover things in your life that have been the core root of holding you back. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I, which is really incredible. mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I believe that it's, um, it's been making me ready. It's been readying me, you know, and the words that I always use are illness as medicine. You know, it's like we have a culture that tends to think about illness as like something to get rid of, something to suppress. Some, let me take these drugs. Let me, you know, just get rid of this. And um, it doesn't take into consideration the fact that the illnesses that we get 
actually can be medicinal for us, which has a hundred percent been my experience. Yeah. I mean, I, I know oftentimes I, I wonder questions like, why am I responding like this? Why am I responding like this? This is no big deal. Why is this such a big deal right now? And why can't I get over these certain things? And I can see how getting a disease like Lyme's disease that uncovers your weak spots and shows you where you have trauma in your body and shows you where you've been broken on some level can help you go in and heal it now that you've identified it. A hundred percent. Yep. And that's the beauty of it. I mean, it doesn't mean it's not like hell ass hard, you know, it's so, it, it is, it's so hard. And it, and this is where the forest yoga practice helps, right? Cause we're, we're warrioresses. We can, you know, if we can, we can face those in the intensity that arises inside of us, inside of a pose. We can do anything. Yeah, totally. That's so cool. Yeah. I think that, um, I guess you could call it conditioning from forest yoga of learning how to remain in your body and in your head during the most intense poses has prepared me for a lot of intense situations in life as well. You know, there have been things that have come up over the last few years where normally I would check out and just be somewhere else during it. And instead I've been able to be present. And I think that's just been a really beautiful part of the forest yoga experience in my life. Yeah. You're such a badass. That's so good to be able to report that. That's that's it, right? So I just, I just get excited. It's no surprise. Then. It's no surprise that somebody coming to a forest yoga class all of a sudden is faced with what is in their body and they didn't know it before. Suppressed might, rage. Exactly. Might just think that it's our fault and not what's in their body. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I hope there's a lot of forest yoga teachers listening right now. And I just want to say, keep going, keep going, keep rocking it. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Yeah, aho. So that leads us right into our next question about limiting beliefs or destructive patterns. It sounds like <laughs> that might be the theme we're going with today. So tell us a little bit about that. What's, what's an old limiting belief or destructive pattern that you're still working on uprooting? Yeah, it's perfect that you asked that. Actually, more even more than you know, because, you know, with, with Lyme disease being an answer to my prayer that I prayed in the slot lodge that day, part of what has been unwinding through my system through having the illness has been my tendency to fight life and to fight against and to push and to struggle and to get to harden and to armor. And boy, that, that those are patterns that just actually don't work that well for any of the things that I want in my life. It, it's sort of like, this is, I, I work with this theme a lot with my clients too, is like, don't fight the pose, you know? And I bring that in a lot in terms, anything can be the pose, you know? It's like, um, the pose can be the pose, the illness can be the pose, the um, traffic can be the pose, the... Um, you know, 
all the different annoyances that happen in a grown-up life can be the pose. And so I am not under any illusion that I am like, you know, supposedly cured from this pattern, but I can tell you that I have a hell of a lot more surrender and breath and softness and vulnerability, access to my vulnerability and my heart in my cell tissue now than I did before I got sick. And I think that's been the, the major lesson of it. And, um, I continue to work through it. I work, I work with it on the mat every day. And, you know, sometimes I catch myself still going into those hardened places, but it's really fun to practice getting, getting out of that, you know, softening and not fighting the pose so much. Wow. Thanks for sharing your story with us. Yeah. Thanks for asking. It's, it's really fun to get to share this with you and also share it with whoever else is listening. Yeah. um, When we first started the Facebook group, the forest yoga teachers, Facebook group, you know, over 700 people joined within a few days. And up until then we had no real way to communicate with other forest yoga teachers at all Mm -hmm. and we were in a very isolated area so what I kept wondering was you know I kept seeing all these names up there and every time someone would post I would be like who is that what's their story what do they do where are they what are they like to talk to you know I just would get so curious about it and this feels like such a cool way to share that with everyone else because I think that this community that we've created, this forest yoga community, is full of the most interesting people. Mm. You know, I mean, we're all just so different. We're all so powerful in our own ways, and we're all doing this important work all over the world. So, um, yeah, anyway, thanks again. I'm super excited to share this with people. Yeah. So they can hear about your story, too. Yeah. I second that. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I, I want to spend a little moment with like a, a beauty report directed at the two of you and, and really just spend a moment appreciating you because actually that forest, forest yoga teachers, Facebook group has been really profound. You know, for me, it's been so great to stay connected with the other teachers, to hear what people are up to, to have a place to, to share and to reach out for support. And so, you know, you guys clearly have that like community building mojo. And I just, I, thank you. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people have talked about doing something before, but you guys actually did it. And it's a huge resource for our community. So thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. That was great. Totally. It's really great to connect with you guys, both of you. Yeah. Lara, thanks for coming on the show. If listeners want to find out more about you, can you tell us how they can find you? Yes. The best way to find me, the best place to connect with me is on my website. And the URL is lara.blairirwin.com. L-A-U-R-A-B-L-A-I-R-I-R-W-I-N.com. And I have a, a big thriving community of subscribers and good stuff that gets sent out every week. And I'm also on Facebook. I do live, live broadcasting from my Facebook page fairly frequently too. So yeah, connect with me there. Thanks so much for listening into this week's episode. If you'd like to be featured on walking in beauty, shoot us an email at the little volcano at gmail.com. 
And make sure to check out our website, thelittlevolcano.com, for all our upcoming news and events. We have a retreat coming up that's going to be really beautiful in the Azores Islands uh, near Portugal. It's called Luminos, and it's a six-day retreat, and it's going to focus on the power of ceremony and volcano magic to bring out your most creative self. Check it out, thelittlevolcano.com, and be sure to listen in to next week's episode. Thank you.